Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where uncle and nephew give you a breakdown of the latest Bears experience. I'm uncle. And I'm nephew. And, and we're, we're Talking, talking Bears. Bears. Week, Week three, Bears, Bears at Falcons. Man, nephew, what the heck is going on? What's going on? It's 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. and oh. Division leaders, baby. First place. First place. Bears. Bear down. Now, let's <laughs> look at the first place concept. We're first place in the division, tied for it, of course, but first place in the division. Right. We're actually first place in the NFC, right. tied for it. First right. place in the NFC. Right. Wait. We're actually first place in the NFL, tied for it. Yes, we are. First place in the NFL. The best team there is. Man, you know, you corrected me uh, last week. You, you corrected to. me. You you needed to. And you were right to correct me because I had started to let doubt creep in. And we were 2-0. Mm -hmm. And why did I let doubt creep in? I'll tell you why. Because you don't know the difference between half empty and half full. Oh, that's cold but and true. And sometimes you just need to remember where the doggone bears. We're talking bears. And it's not over till it's over. And you can't count us out. Uh, you know, we set a record. We record actually are the first team ever to come back from 16 points or more in the fourth quarter twice in a season. Ooh. As a matter of fact, it's something like 590 times teams have gone into the uh, fourth quarter behind by, you know, 15, 16 points and maybe... 10 or so times, I don't know the exact stats. Sorry for my stats being sucky. But it's about <laughs> 10 times that it actually has come out of success. Two of those are the 2020 Bears. It's only right. That's, it's crazy. It's only right. It's, it's crazy. But uh, this team is resilient as heck. This team is resilient. That's for sure. You got to, if you want to call it something, that, that is for sure. You call them the cardiac kids in week one, and they are living up to their name. I'll tell you that. Without question. Without question. Um, they absolutely are. They're absolutely the cardiac kids. It's absolutely ridiculous what they did out there. Uh, man, I'm so excited. This it's just crazy. Yeah, the excitement level is nuts. Um let, let's let's get into the let's get into the game and then we can get into everything that went on inside the game and right. all that other stuff. Right. Let, let's jump right into the game and, and let's see what's going on here. So you know, when we start to talk about the game, and, and this was a very exciting game of football, um, Atlanta came in with a very, very strong offense, but a very, very questionable defense, and honestly, questionable heart. You know, they, they came in yeah. with questionable heart because, you know, Dallas had just come from behind with 15 points. Now, Dallas is uh, one of the top two offenses in the NFL. So I think they have the number one passing offense in the NFL uh, right now. So, you know, when, when they come back with three touchdowns, basically in the fourth quarter to, to take the lead and win, um, you know, that's one thing. But um, you know what? Our offense is not, is about middle of the road. I mean, we're, we're a little bit sub middle of the road as a total offense. Um, we're, you know, probably a little bit sub-middle-of-the-road points per game. 
So for the fact that we came in twice this season and dropped three touchdowns in the fourth quarter is, is it's ridiculous. Let's, let's just put it like that. It's ridiculous. So, you know, props goes out to offense, defense, coaching everybody because you can't get three touchdowns in the fourth quarter without incredible defense. You can't get three touchdowns in the fourth quarter without the offense being on fire. And you can't get three touchdowns uh, in the fourth quarter without the team 100% being prepared as a team, everybody, kicking team, uh, return team, coverage team, defense. It takes everybody on the team, everybody down to the janitor to get that right. Because one mistake, one coaching mistake, one bad call, one bad pass, one mistake running the ball, one busted uh, um, return coverage, uh, you know, a missed, a missed kick, uh, even a missed extra point, you know, can put you in danger. You know, we won by four. If, if we missed the extra point, we went by three. And I'm not counting that, you know, when we went for two, I mean, literally, if we missed a kick, if you win, if you're up by three, the other team only has to get a field goal. Totally right. different game. Right. You know, they're not marching for the touchdown. They, they can march and kick a field goal and tie it up. And who knows what happens in overtime? Um, you know, so it's totally different game. So it, it took everybody and my hat goes off to our entire Bears team uh, that, that we can do this two times in a three week period. That's that's crazy. What well, is this Bears team is special. This Bears team is special. And at the end of the day, I, I hear a lot of uh, I hear a lot of uh, trash talk uh, surrounding the team, as if like people just have no faith in this Bears team. But let's not forget the Bears team. Uh, the last two seasons, the defense has been um, exceptional. Uh, our defense has been good, and, and and everybody has been has been talking about the offense not being able to move the ball. Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback not being able to move the ball down the field. And this season, that's not actually our concern. I hear still hear some people, um, you know, as as always, uh, the critics, you know, ripping uh, Mitchell. But to be honest with you, even though he got pulled in this past game, Mitchell to me hasn't looked bad. He hasn't looked bad, and even and even with the interception that he threw, uh, comparatively to what we've seen the last couple of years as far as moving the ball, I think we're a lot better as far as, as moving the ball. We might have moments where we we become kind of stagnant. But th this team is serious, and I, and I honestly believe that Mitch has been working on his game, and, and he's come back just just a step above, uh, a step above where he's been the last couple of seasons. And I think they're ready to play ball, man. Uh, uh, Nick Foles, I think, uh, is a great addition. Uh, he came into the game game and showed out. But I don't think this team has any intention of um, um, lowering expectations. I mean, uh, our defense has been good. We see that, um, and we, we had some expectations there. I think uh, due to the inability of the offense to get much going in the last couple of seasons, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the fans, you know, they just they just kind of like down on the Bears. I feel like, but to be honest with you, I'm really excited about what I'm seeing and excited where the season is going. And, and you mentioned a word that I like: resilience. This team is extremely resilient, extremely resilient. They don't seem like they they let go of any games. It's not over till it's over, and they're playing all sixty minutes of the game. Um, I'm excited. 
I'm hey, excited. that's a reason to be excited. Good teams win the tough ones. Right. And we won two tough games. Um, you know, people could say our, our, our record, I mean, our schedule was soft right now. Hey, you know what? You got to win the games that are on your schedule. And I know that's a pun and you can only play the games that are on your schedule and all that. And I get all that. But what it comes down to is you have to win those games. When you look at the vaunted 85 Bears, you know, best team in history, they went into Miami and faced a team that I believe only had three wins on the season total at the end of the season. They faced a rookie quarterback that nobody knew named Dan Marino, and they lost. You know, they got beat by those guys. And, and, and you know, here's a rookie who never ended up being a Hall of Fame quarterback but never won the Super Bowl, but, but can say he beat the best team that's ever played. Right. <laughs> you know, he, right. and he can say I'm the only one that did it because right. he was the only one that did it, and they beat those guys on his arm, you know. Uh, obviously they, you know, didn't have, they, they, they wouldn't adjust their defense at halftime. They said it, they said, we're not adjusting our defense for a rookie. They just happened to be playing Dan Marino. Right. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a few people when, uh, um, when, 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 uh, uh, our boy in Kansas city was a rookie probably said, we're not adjusting our defense for a rookie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and right. found out you need to adjust your defense for Mahomes because right. he's on that level with Marino and those guys absolutely but you know back to Chicago I think people sleep on Danny Trevathan Patterson Foles actually has a Super Bowl MVP that's a different sentence you are the best player of every starter on the entire field this is a whole nother level. When you're talking about you're the best quarterback of the Super Bowl when it's you versus Tom Brady. So, first of all, we hired him for a reason. We understood his pedigree. His career has not always been on that level. But when he marched out there with our offense and led them to the end zone five times, three of which counted for points for us, you know, at least one of them, no fault of his own, two of them, no more than 50% fault of his uh, on the other. Um, But he, in, in a half to lead a team down the field, five doggone times for, to score when you're behind and they know you have to pass. That's the type of play and leadership you get from a guy who has a Super Bowl MVP. I'm going to jump on the horse for a minute. I had wanted the Bears to have this type of quarterback back in the era when Kurt Warner was available to us. You don't look past a Super Bowl MVP quarterback no matter where he is in his career. And with Foles, a Super Bowl MVP quarterback, every defense knows we are very, very dangerous. Right. Right. I mean, you know what? I like Foles. I like Foles. And I I, I didn't really like the way that he was brought into the game. Because uh, to me, it made it seem like Mitch was uh, stinking it up. But 
in his defense, I, I was excited to see Foles. I don't know that Mitch would have won that game for us, just the way things were going. And um, Foles was able to come in there, and he looked poised. He looked seasoned, and he looked like he he was ready to do his job. Um, and he was able to get us get us to to a W. I mean, I'm excited. I, I like Mitch. I like I like Foles. I actually like that we have two quarterbacks um, that are able to go. I, I honestly wish maybe that Foles had been our first option out the gate. Um, because I just didn't like the way that they subbed him into the game. I didn't like the way that he was put in there. Mitch throws one pick. To me, it was his worst pass of the season. The other pick that he threw kind of can credit Robinson with it, maybe. Um, it, it wasn't really anything that I've seen where it's like, all right, let's get Mitch out of here. But you know the fans have been waiting for it because we picked him up in the offseason. Last couple seasons with Mitch's inability to move the ball, really, fans were waiting to see Foles. So I just think that it just looked bad. But I don't think either of our quarterbacks is, is uh, you know, is it should be in any hot water right now. It was good to see uh, Foles come out there and get us that W. I, I'm, I'm going to say I, the way I see it, I think it was the right decision at the moment. I, I actually like the fact that Mitch got to start the season, shake off the cobwebs of last year, come out and get us to 2-0. Let's be honest. He got us to 2-0. He threw five touchdown passes to two interceptions. We I'd have taken that all season. It, he would have ended up somewhere around 30 touchdowns, 12 interceptions on the year. To, to get us to 2-0. Yeah. And, and I think we would have been fine. Um, here's the key. I could see it from the feel of the game that uh, uh, Mitch was maybe a little overwhelmed in that second half. And maybe he didn't have a comeback in him. And maybe what Nagy saw was like a little bit of lack of confidence. And instead of letting him go out there and let his confidence get broken like it did his rookie season, where you threw him out there to the dogs with a bad team, you know, he just looked and, you know, here's a guy, probably, I'm going to guess what was going on on the sidelines, probably all season long, all three games, Foles is being Foles, sitting back there coaching Mitch, uh, coaching the team up speaking positive words, keeping everybody's head up, letting them know, hey, we're still in this, even when he was just on the bench. Right. And I'm going to guess, and this is just my guess, is somewhere in there that that, uh, that somebody on the coaching staff had to say, hey, who's leading right now? You know, is it Mitch or Foles? Because Foles is leading on the sideline, so why isn't he leading out in the field? You right. know, and I'm not saying Mitch isn't a leader. Um, I, I think I, I've gained a lot of respect for Mitch. I, I've gained respect for him as a man. You know, I work in Chicago's Austin area, one of the toughest areas. And I've Mitch has been over in Austin helping out young kids. So I got a lot of respect for the guy. Right. Um, but at the same time, when he threw that pick, I think he was overwhelmed. And I don't think he was headed for a comeback. I thought we were going to end up two and one, which is a good start. I I wouldn't be mad at two and one. You know, if if you get if you get two wins, one loss all season long, you're either ten and six or eleven and five. 
And that nine times out of 10 will take you to the playoffs. Right. So I think we're a playoff team, you know, um, but it, the, the thing about Foles, we spent $300 million on pass rush and we spent $300 million to be able to shut down another team, you know, on our edge rushers and our defensive line. And you know what? When Foles was out there, it made our offense look like they spent a couple hundred million on offense. Right. You know, and that's just different. Our offense, our offense could strike fear into another team with Foles. I don't think we had that. I think when Mitch is out there, our run game is much better. Uh, I, because the defense has to be aware. And when they weren't, what, Mitch got 45 running. If they're yeah. not aware of Mitch on the run game, if they're not watching him too, he can he can break and go. And so I think our run game all season is better with Mitch, but our pass game, you know, with Foles is just dangerous. And the weapons we have with Robinson stepping up, Robinson played second half was way better than the first half. Let's say fourth quarter was way better than the whole game, okay? Right. So Robinson stre- stepping up, Jimmy Graham, three touchdowns in three games. Who would have expected it? You know, that that's a touchdown a game. We didn't see that from the old guy. Right. Um, he's teaching Komet how to play tight end. And that guy gets two seasons of learning from an expert and one of the best in the business. I think our tight ends are going to be fantastic. Mooney coming along learning. And, you know, Miller's got to decide whether he belongs on this team. Right. He's got to quit dropping right. balls. Uh, he's had a lot of important drops this season. He's got to earn that number two wide receiver spot. And I think Mooney is going to knock on the door and make him step up. Or Mooney's going to take the job. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with Mooney taking the job. I like I'm, Mooney. Yeah, I'm okay with having a rookie out there. I told you I like rookies on the offense. Not a lot of them. But give me one rookie starter on each side of the ball, and that makes all the veterans step up. So I, I think that that's that's how I see it. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Um, what role do you see Mitch playing this year? I'm not gonna lie. I honestly was expecting Mitch to be our starter. Um, I hadn't really seen him do anything to where I felt like he would get him yanked. But I honestly feel like it's Foles is sitting on the sideline, like you said, MVP, Super Bowl MVP, former uh, caliber. Uh, I think there's no reason. I think almost like uh, they 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 needed an excuse to get him on the field. So I'm not upset he's in there. Um, but I do feel like what does that mean for Mitch? Because if Foles continues to go out there and produce not say there's no room for Mitch but I don't think anybody's gonna want to go away from from a winning formula meaning if we continue to be successful with um foes out there then I mean I guess Mitch's job would be the sideline and making sure that the seats are warm as the winner progresses <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> that's terrible hey I, I I'm gonna tell you what I see this is what I perceive I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I'm telling you what I see is a good thing. Um, first of all, Mitch is in his last year of his contract. Right. Um, I, I, I would say he gets a good, a top quality second string quarterback contract. Keep him. 
Um, you know, he, he's learned a lot over this. He's matured. He's going to learn even more watching how Foles uses these weapons and drives this team and is decisive. He's going to learn a lot. Um, the second thing is if Foles can be injury prone, right? You know, that's one of the weaknesses of him as a starter. He can be injury prone. Mitch is a backup. I think he's one of the best backups in football. You look at what sitting behind great quarterbacks has done for Teddy Bridgewater, sat behind Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, sat behind Brett Favre, um, even Tom Brady. I forget the superstar uh, that he took over for, but eh, it's history. I forget stuff sometimes. <laughs> but bottom line when you're sitting back behind somebody of that caliber, you better learn. You better have your notepad out. You better learn. You better figure out what the heck is going on out there and what is he doing that you're not doing. Right. Again, I think the biggest determination of whether Foles can stay as our starter is how does our run game look? If our run game, this is going to expose the offensive line. Because with Mitch there, uh, the, the linebackers and the safeties, have ha they have to keep an eye on Mitch or he's gone. Which means also, even up to the point of the handoff, anything could happen. Even though Foles is better at run-pass option, Mitch can take off and run. And, right. and he's been running this year. And I think it's a big part of the difference between this year and last year. You have to watch that. You can't ignore it. Right. So it with that case, we're going to now when they know when Foles turns to hand off, they know Montgomery's getting the ball. There's no Cohen. And so, you know, this is going to make running harder. We're going to have to hold our blocks and make a hole. There's going to be no deception when we go to hand off. Right. So I think that's going to be important if we lose a yard and a half per game running. Then we become one-dimensional as a passing team. And that works for a while until you run into somebody that can defend the pass right. you know, and can put pressure on a the quarterback. Then, then you got a problem. Um, so I think that's important. What I think would be the best thing to do, uh, one, he, he, he spends a few years learning from Foles. Okay? Yeah. Then you find out, is he... It does was he going to be a career backup, which is fine because he's a great backup, or is he does he does he learn what it takes to be a starter and win as a starter, and so we'll find that out. But this year, you know, we can use Mitch in a lot of situations. He's six two two twenty, right. so he's one of our bigger backs. When you look at the quarterbacks, receivers, and whatnot. Um, he's Allen Robinson size, so uh, just a little lighter than uh, uh, Patterson and a little lighter than Nalls. He's only given up 15 pounds to Nalls. Nalls a big boy. Right. So you can put Mitch in the backfield with um, Montgomery and Foles. You could give Mitch the ball. I mean, imagine this. You got double tight end set. You got Mitch, Montgomery, and Foles in the backfield. You got Robinson out on the wing. If I put the ball in Mitch's hand, he can run or he can throw. If he runs, there's an issue. If he throws, the defense has to wake up. 
They have to wake up and they have to pay attention to both things happening. And I would, I would do that situation. I'd run him two or three times a game like that. Make people think all you do is run out of that set. You're going to open up Robinson or, or Graham or Komet is going to be open deep downfield. And always have Montgomery near him so he can just dump the ball off. So he doesn't right. have to take a, you know, get smacked in the face by a 240-pound <laughs> linebacker. You know, we don't want to lose him. Right. But more importantly than that, I'm going to tell you the most important thing that we can do with Mitch if we want to make a run at being the best team in the NFL. Um, we can allow our buddy, Foles, to rest late in the game. We do not want another Derrick Rose experiment oh, man. where the game is won and you got Rose out there in the last minute of the game getting an ACL busted, you know, or, or MCL. I forget which one he had. Um, but, but you know, you don't want that happening to Foles. He's already injury prone. You know it. Right. So if we're up by 14 or 10, Put Mitch in because we're going to just be running mostly anyway. It's a fourth quarter. We're up by two touchdowns or more. Mitch should be out there and Foles should be resting and making sure that we protect him and that we get Foles safely into the postseason. Right. You know, don't, you know, if, if Foles is out there with two touchdowns, still sitting in a pocket throwing a ball, I got a problem with that. Right. You know, late in the game. I mean, early in the game, fine. Let him build the score. But, you know, if it's five, six minutes left in the fourth, you know, I, I'm not going to, I don't want Mitch throwing. I want him handing off to Montgomery, running, you know, maybe, maybe a little dink or dunk, but mostly hand it off a run, Right. you know. Um, and I think that, you know, do exactly what Atlanta didn't do. Get boring. Right. Now, imagine if Atlanta just got boring and ran the ball every play. We wouldn't have had enough time to get three touchdowns. Exactly. You know, but they threw the ball. It was like having free timeouts. The defense was crazy good. Yeah. Three and out, three and out, three and out, and and a pick while we're scoring. So three three and outs to let us get three touchdowns, and then a pick, you know, um, man, doom to end the game. While the defense is playing like that, if Mitch is just running the ball and burning some clock, who can beat us? You know, right. it's it's going to take a Kansas City to beat us. Um, and that's what we want to know. If we're playing that good, you know, if we play the way we played in this fourth quarter throughout the game, it's going to take Kansas City to beat us. And, and I want to see that game. That'll be an exciting game. What do you think? I agree. I think uh, one thing... For sure, we need to get more consistent as far as coming up uh, playing against a little more competition. Some of these games, uh, the Falcons gave, they had to, like you said, they had to allow us back into that game. And I, I, I thank them for that. Um, but we want to come and get in front of some of these games and um, not have to come from behind against teams that aren't really anything. So I just think we need to stay consistent. We need to stay consistent. Uh, we, we show signs of being able to go out there and, like you said, get three and outs, get get stops when we need them, move the ball when we need to. We just need to become consistent to where we're not battling back and we don't have to play down to the very last play of the game trying to, to get us a W. Yeah, I think what we need to see, uh, number one, you know, we have to we have to we have to burn more clock 
offensively, but I think defensively, um, you know, we, we have to stop letting teams uh, uh, score. And I don't mean to say that it's a, it's a, we're allowing it, but you look at our defensive roster. We have superstar next to superstar next to superstar, pro bowler next to pro bowler next to pro bowler, you know, player of the year, defensive player of the year next to defensive player of the year. You know, looking at Johnson as a rookie going, what's he doing out there with those guys? And then he proves he belongs out there with those guys. You know, it's just uh, um, our defense needs to play like it did that second half for the whole season. I mean, literally, we need, I'm going to tell you what, formula, we need two to three shutouts. We need to, we need the defense to not let somebody near the field goal range for 60 minutes. And part of that, yeah, that's going to be offense. It's going to take the offense too, because you can't put the guy in, you, you know, you can't put him on the, on the 35 on your 35 and then say defense, you know, sack them and back them up 15 yards, you know, because you already put them in field goal range. You know, it's going to take the offense working with the defense. You can't go three and out too often to do that. But I I, want to see our defense. We spent more money on defense than offense by a landslide. And our defense needs to be better than our offense. And our offense is turning out to be decent. Um, it might be better than decent, right? But but it's definitely decent right now. Uh, we can't argue. You know we're averaging uh, uh, almost twenty four points a game offensively. In the past two years, if we averaged twenty four points a game, I think we would have lost. Like I mean, I think we lose like two games. Yeah. You know because we we weren't dropping twenty four on most teams. I mean, you think about last year's opener, we scored three. You know, um, it, it, you know, it's like, or, or did we score six? I, I know it was three or six. It was terrible. Right. Um, you know, so we, we're not doing that. We're scoring. Um, we need to see the defense step up. If the defense can be anything like it was the last two years as far as um, scoring. And really, I want to see the defense from two years ago when you couldn't run against us. Right. You couldn't run the ball. You had to pass. And that was dumb because you we're were throwing yeah, you know, and look at what we got. You know, Gibson comes up with the game-ending interception. Not Action Jackson, not Fuller, Gibson. So, you know, here's a new guy. He just showed up on the defense. So, you know, you look into that. But let, let's look into the, that, that, the, the game. I mean, you started off, Mitch, let's talk about Mitch. You start off with an opening drive. He drives us down into field goal range. It was a good opening drive, several first downs, a lot of good plays. We ran well. He hit his receivers. We did what we had to do. We got into field goal range, should have gone up 3-0. Nope, we missed. Okay. We've seen that before, right? Um, but nobody gave up. They keep moving. They keep driving. They fight all the way to the almost the end of the second quarter. Mitch breaks free for that 45-yard run. Right, right. His legs are responsible for that touchdown. We're in the we're 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 inside the five, and we're ready to go. Bam! Mitch throws the touchdown to Jimmy Graham. Boom! Touchdown. Here we are. We got ten points. Now we're in a conversation. You know the defense leaks out a few more points. They end up having 
uh, uh, 26 after all the leaky defense uh, uh, just, you know, lets these guys run wild before we finally put the wrench in and, and, and shut off the water faucet. Um, but at that point, with 26 to 10, the offense turns on lights, fire, and, uh, 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 you know, hey, Robinson steps up after the second time in three weeks that he lets somebody take the ball away from him like he's a little two-year-old on the play <laughs> lot and somebody took his lunch money. He finally Jeez. got a little fire. He fought through two tackles and went for the touchdown. You know, we, we wouldn't be in that position if he fought and kept the ball. Right. He, you know, he let him take his lunch money. He just went home crying to mommy. <laughs> but, you know, and, and then Jimmy Graham's doing his job. Two touchdowns for Graham. Yeah. You know, when you're six, seven, 250 plus pounds and and you spend a, a career, again, another guy with Super Bowl pedigree, okay? You spend a career as a champion. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Be able to spike that ball in the end zone, you know. And Miller, hey, you know what? Uh, that was biblical because, uh, you know, Miller totally screwed up and Foles put him right back in the exact same position with almost the exact same pass, and Miller caught it, and he made up for that drop. And I think that's huge for Miller's career, and that's great leadership with Foles. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and so, wow. You know, what can you say? When we needed it, the cardiac kids came through. Uh, third week in a row that the cardiac kids came through. Uh, I think we just need to stop testing ourselves to find out if we can accidentally lose a game. This week, the Colts have given up the least points. They have the most interceptions. They have a great offense. They are tough as nails across the board. You know, not only do they give up few points, they, they're takeaway artists. They have six picks on the year. They're getting two picks per game. We need to leave there with without giving up those picks. Uh, we need to score on this defense. They, they've given up less points than we have. Um, you know, they, there's the Colts are tough, man. The Colts are tough. And Bears-Colts, I remember back in 2006, Bears-Colts. You know, I remember Devin Hester running it back for a touchdown, and we're celebrating at the beginning of the game, and they're celebrating at the end of the game. We need to pay them back this week for that. We need to be 4-0 coming out of here, and we're not going to be if the defense doesn't start pounding those guys early. We need to pound them early. No running and lots of sacking, and if they're foolish enough to throw the ball, one of our guys needs to take it away. And that's that's it's got to end and and Foles has to run a smart offense. We've got to be able to run the ball. We've got to do some stuff that they don't expect. Um, we've got to do some stuff that that that's outside of what we normally do. Uh, that's where I'm coming from. What do you think you know, is the recipe? I agree. I agree with that completely. And at this point, um, with Cohen going down, I think we, we don't have a choice. Um, we're going to have to mix it up we're gonna have to um just not be so predictable i mean at the end of the day our offense looks good um looks real good at times 
um, sometimes doesn't look so good. And the same thing with the defense. I think just moving forward, we're just going to have to just get way more consistent, way more consistent, not letting teams uh, be able to move the ball on us on third down. We need to be able to get off the field. Uh, simple things like that. But those are things I think, honestly, our team is ready for. And I think we'll respond to well going forward in the season. I was telling you the first few weeks, I, I feel like we had a little bit of good luck on our side. And, um, and honestly, I, I feel like this might be a season for us where things just kind of fall out in our favor as they haven't the last couple of seasons. Um, but honestly, I think the guys are ready to play, man. I think um, a lot of the not having a preseason is what we're uh, witnessing now as far as the first few games are concerned. Um, I think each game we, we'll, we'll get a little bit closer to jailing and, and knowing, um, you know, what what our expectations should be with our team. But three and zero, undefeated, uh, top of the NFC. I, I'm, I'm excited about what's to come. And Foles got his first taste of action, um, and I think other teams are going to have to make adjustments. Absolutely, I hope. What I want to see. Uh, come Sunday, I really want to see us make a commitment to the run. We know we can throw. We know we can throw as Foles as quarterback. I, I want to see Graham and Komet out there with J.P. Holtz in the backfield in a heavy set. And, you know, with Montgomery and Knowles running the ball. Let the two big boys, and let give all three of them that look. Give all right. three. Get, get, give, give, give Patterson that look, too. Get, get some big beef up there and just knock everybody down and say, hey, we're throwing it. Graham's got three touchdowns right now. They can't say to themselves, this has to be a run play, even if we come out in that heavy set. You got Montgomery, great pass receiver out the backfield. Graham clearly showing he's still got it in the tank. Komet just waiting to prove something. Allen Robinson, so even if you stack it and you put Montgomery back there, hey, they can't sleep on a play-action play. They're going to have to, and if they do, play-action them. Pull the ball back. Throw it. Um, but I, I want to see them start off in a heavy set, run the ball down their throats. I want to see Montgomery get a 10, 15, 20-yard run in the first quarter because we lined up tough and punched them in the nose right. and made them respect our run game. Then we can let Falls throw the ball all day. You right, know? right. Um, I think we have to do that. And, and you think about it, there's no reason we can't do it all day because now you have Komet and Graham. You really can line up with two wideouts, Komet and Graham and Montgomery in the backfield or Nalls in the backfield or Patterson in the backfield. Right. And you can run or pass out of that because right. you got – you really almost have seven offensive linemen with those three guys because I think Komet's the littlest of them, and he's like 6'6", 260. Right. Graham's just a little bigger than him. <laughs> <laughs> so so the little guy's 6'6", 260. Right. <laughs> Come on. you got to be able to run the ball. If the seven guys in front of you, the smallest guy's 6'6", 260. Right. right. <laughs> if, if you can't run the ball then, you can't run the ball. Right. You know? So I, I want to see that happen. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this upcoming game. Uh, win or lose, you know what? It, 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 I, I don't want to say the L word, but win or lose, we need to show that we are an elite team. If we lose, we need to have scared the heck out of Indianapolis. It, they need to get lucky at the end of the fourth quarter and win. If It's going to be a loss. All right. You know, so P 
people, we need to show something that other teams are going to have to plan for the rest of the year when they face the Bears. But I don't want to lose. I want to win. I want to win. And I think we can. I think we can prove we have the best defense in the NFL because sometimes we do. We need consistency. Right. If we have, if we can, I think with Foles, we have the potential of being a top 10 scoring offense. I mean, we put up over 400 yards. Uh, and, you know, that includes 45 on the ground from Trubisky. We had like 130 total. That's right. including 45-yard run by Trubisky. You take that away, uh, we didn't run the ball much outside of that. But we did run the ball some when necessary and got first downs with it. Um I, I, I like what I saw. I like everything across the board. Um, you know what? I, I'm, uh, I think there's a lot of people in Chicago that are down for Mitch. And you know what? I think somewhere in this season, we're going to need Mitch again. Not because Foles um, has a, a mistake or a bad game, but you know maybe Foles has a nick or a cut or a bruise that he can't play through, or that wisely we don't want him to. You know, we don't want him out there hobbling around. If he needs to take two weeks off to, to let a sprain heal, th then he needs to take those two weeks off because I want Foles 100% come January. Right. I, I don't want him battered and banged up and, and you know, with a bunch of metal and, 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 and Velcro holding his arms and legs together. I want him... Upright, walking, comfortable, feeling good. So I, I think, you know, I, I don't want him to get hurt, and I'm not asking for that, but I'm thinking that somewhere it's football, you're going to get hit. And I think, you know, there'll be some games where you used to say, hey, you know what, Falls could go, but it's smarter to let him heal, let's let Mitch go. Right. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm excited. 3-0, and can't argue with that. Foles is stepping in. I'm ready to see him do his thing. And moving forward, man, like I told you last week, I'm not ever counting these guys out, man, until until the time is up on the clock and until it's over, it's not over. And, and I expect this Bears team to do great. I think all the guys we got and the pieces we got, they want to uh, succeed and be successful. And I think they're all working uh, toward a common goal, and I think they're getting better each week. Absolutely. Bear down. Bear down. I'm Uncle. And I'm Nephew. And we're, we're Talking, talking Bears. bears.